0: Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz.
1: Hi, everybody. Excited to be back this week for another fabulous Tech Cat Show. Um, And I think there's only one other person that I know in the industry and in my life and in the world who goes to more shows than I go to, who attends more events, and who literally knows everything that's happening anywhere and shows up awake and full of energy? <laughs> and that is today's guest, Mr. Kevin Winston. Let's have a big Tech Cat hand for Kevin Winston.
2: Hey, Lori, how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: So, Kevin is the, the founder and the CEO of Digital LA. Um, and basically produces events all year long that really cater to industry professionals in media, content, and tech and is able to just really keep his his hands on the pulse of everything Um, and he's at everything. I I don't know how you do it, Kevin. How do you do it?
2: Uh, Don't sleep. (laughs) I don't think you do sleep. Part of my philosophy is digital is always on. My company's name is Digital L.A., and in the other days I decided, well, digital's everywhere and digital is always on, so so should I be. So uh whether <laughs> it's an event that I'm producing or uh several of the industry events, whether it's panels or conferences or other events, uh the the goal is to be there, uh and uh, just talk about what's going on and see what's going on and tweet it out on social media to share with the rest of the world.
1: And it's very true that Kevin has really become someone that everybody listens to and everybody invites him everywhere because he is sort of the pulse uh, for Los Angeles and beyond. Um, and So so there's been a, a bunch of big events in the last six months, um, some of them, of course, the Consumer Electronics Show, South by Southwest, uh, one called uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, which I just couldn't get to because I was recovering from uh, – Bronchitis, but um, that was a really important one. And one that, Kevin, you just attended uh, called Virtual Medicine, which looked great. And then last weekend, WonderCon, um, which is sort of a, a subset and part of Comic Con. So I would love to hear from you, you know, and you could attack it in any way you like, you know, what are the, some of the bigger trends that you're seeing, either overlapping at all these different shows or? Or just, you know, have, pres- have been so, uh, are so standing out to you in the aggregate over the last six months? Uh,
2: yeah, there are a couple of, uh, of, three major trends I would say across all the shows uh, since about, I don't know, February, March, April timeframe. Uh, the three trends basically are inclusion, uh, cross platform storytelling and engagement. Uh, those are kind of a, the three things I've seen across multiple shows. So, for example, at uh, South by Southwest, we're going to talk about that. Uh, if folks don't know, South by Southwest is a huge uh, tech, entertainment, music, film, interactive conference that happens in Austin. Uh, it attracts 100,000 people from around the U.S. and around the world. Uh, there are panels and film screenings and bands that all perform. And uh, one of the key things that was happening there was engagement and storytelling through activations. These are events that are sometimes related to South by Southwest, sometimes um, just just nearby uh, that are outside produced. Uh, there was a Game of Thrones activation. I'm sure that there are some Game of Thrones fans listening to be very excited about this. Uh, there was a Game of Thrones activation, and the goal is to actually do some storytelling where you bring the – the attendee, into an experience that is full-on realized. It's an immersive experience uh, that looked like the Game of Thrones. So what you did is you walked in, and as soon as you walked into this Game of Thrones experience that took over this venue, you, you, you were in the throne room, and it looked exactly like one of the scenes from the TV show. Uh, oh, the true. TV true. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was super cool. And then after you go, there was a 20-person choir singing the Game of Thrones theme song. Uh, they gave you a little uh, pin that you could use for discounts at various uh, restaurants and things in the Austin area at the time. And then after you go to the throne experience, you go outside and there was this camp experience where you could actually talk to actors, 20 different actors who were dressed up as different uh, houses or characters from the, uh, from the show and interact with them. You can you talk to them about, hey, how was your how sword fighting today? Or where are the White Walkers? And they would respond to you in character because they were paid actors. So the goal of this all is to create an immersive experience and uh, have people feel a part of it and then, of course, tweet and post about it. I did a Facebook live post talking to some of the, um talking to some of some of the, uh, characters and, um, Talking to one of the horses. They had two horses hired there. And uh, basically, social share. So, that actually was a very cool activation. That was created by Giant Spoon, which is the agency in Los Angeles, New York. That creates a bunch of these. They created the uh, South by South West World experience last year that got a lot of buzz. And so, they created the Game of Thrones experience this year that got a, a lot of buzz. And uh, the fun thing this year was that they actually added a social good component where um, typically there's a huge long line for these, for these events that take like one to three hours. There's a line down the block for this the Game of Thrones experience because it's such a popular show, and the, uh, the next season is starting up in a, a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, to skip the line, you could actually skip the line by... Donating blood, they partnered officially with the Red Cross, and they had a team of people who were actually able to take blood. So you could either wait in line for two to three hours, or you could skip the line and go right in. Basically, if you donated blood, a pint of blood, and then you could actually get into the experience. They raised a lot of a lot of blood uh, during this, and so it was a cool way to combine uh, social good with uh, an engaging activation.
1: Well, that is so so quite brilliant because half the reason at the South by um, experiences that I don't go to them like you do is because I don't have the patience to wait on the line. But if I had known there was that kind of of piece to it, um, I would have definitely dived in. And it, it, is it true? Do you think that part of this 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 engagement story, this creating these experiences, is because we're dealing with a a generation that would rather have an experience than a thing. Is, th- is that why these are is that why our world is going in this direction?
2: Yeah, the the current uh, generation, like millennials and other folks who invest, are on social media. Uh, we really want to experience something rather than being told to watch a TV show like Game of Thrones through an ad. I mean, sure, we'll watch an ad, but it's much more engaging if you actually can experience it and you know talk to people. I talked to the blacksmith. I talked to the swordsman, I asked if I could like join a sword fight and they all interacted with me in character. Um, they didn't say go see the show because they're in the world of the show. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something, uh, that's of this generation where everyone wants to experience something. Um, and, and then social share it because it's fun and it's, and it's, it's, it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that that's happening and, and you'll see more and more of these immersive activations happening, uh, especially if you're in LA or New York. Um, Giant Spoon does a lot, and other uh, companies uh, do a lot of activations to promote uh, movies. Uh, For example, Hollywood and Vine, Warner Brothers typically does a lot of activations at that location to promote uh, movies such as uh, It. They had an It House there. They had a small foot Yeti Village there. Uh, they do a bunch of, standard the Ready Player One experience there with a bunch of trailers stacked on top of each other, like in the movie. Uh, anyway, just creating these experiences is something that gets people talking uh, and talking about your brand much more than, uh, you know, just a, uh, a, a commercial or just a, a ad.
1: Oh, I, lo- I love that, too. Um there's just there's so much going on and there's so many fun things to do and it's sort of in parallel to a lot of what we've been talking about with location-based experiences and live theater where you're part of the show and then these um, activations like the Museum of Ice Cream and these other ones that I am forever seeing you uh, you inside of pictures of um, these places (laughs) where you go and, and just and just take great great selfies
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, Instagram has become a huge platform for sharing these things. So basically, when you're doing a, an, an event, having good photo opportunities um, is always a key thing because then people are more likely to share uh, the event with their friends and get people talking about it. So um, yeah, I work. I, I've, been invited to several of Real D3D's uh, influencer screenings in Beverly Hills at their headquarters. With a, uh, before a movie comes out, they'll uh, work with a the theater to uh, invite you know three or four dozen influencers to come watch the movie. They have snacks and treats and some photo ops that relate to the film and just get people talking about the movie and get generate some buzz um, about a week before it comes out. So um, instead of just screening the movie, they actually are photo ops with standees from the movie or other... Step and repeat other things that are going on to generate more photo ops. Um, So people will share for you. The, The Kind of the bottom line is you create these engaging experiences so that your attendees and guests will help market and share for you in a very organic, natural way just because it's fun. Well,
1: that's great. Now, we have to take a little break, but when we come back, I want to hear more about some of the other, other events that you've been to and, and sort of how they all circle under these uh, three macro trends that you gave us. So we're going to be back in a moment with the yeah. fabulous Kevin Winston, founder and CEO of Digital LA, and also sometimes known as, as Mr. Red Shirt or Mr. Red, because that's your, your brand, right?
2: That's totally correct. I'm always in a red <laughs> shirt. Poor red
1: shirtless. shirt and, and uh, shirtless society, but we'll talk about that later too. All right, we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show.
0: From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com.
3: If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
3: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: Hi everybody, and we're back with the fabulous Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA himself, who really covers every uh, trade show out there in the media, tech, and content industry. And he's also a graduate of Harvard and Yale, which I think a lot of people don't don't realize. And so you're also doing a lot of events that connect um, those schools together. Um, so tell us, um, you were telling us about the engagement trend that you saw at South by. What are some of the other trends you're seeing at other shows?
2: Another trend over various tech conferences and shows is inclusion and diversity and not just talking about it, but actually doing it or having examples of it. So uh, in Hollywood uh, and in tech, inclusion and diversity especially uh, have been important of late, uh, making sure that uh, people's voices get heard from uh, from different backgrounds, whether it's, uh, it's, it's you know, women speakers or, 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 gamers or, uh, people of different, uh, ethnicities or LGBTQ communities or, uh, people who are physically challenged or disabled. Uh, there are a bunch of, uh, different initiatives that are happening throughout actually all the conferences that, uh, address that. So, for example, uh, one of the conferences a couple of weeks ago, uh, is called the Game Developers Conference. Uh, nickname is GDC. This is a conference for people who create games, the developers who kind of program games and the business people around that. That happens in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. So... I've been to this panel or this conference for the past few years. I noticed in particular that this year there were several panels on inclusivity and diversity in gaming, both at game companies and characters in the games. So for example, there was a panel uh, with some uh, people who had worked at Microsoft and other gaming companies on how to make sure that the game company itself is more diverse by having more, you know, female executives, uh, by reaching out to LGBT, uh, uh, people and inviting them in uh, and make sure that different ethnicities are represented, not just at the developer level, but also uh, further up to the senior levels, which is important to ensure diversity. Uh, there also was a talk uh, for a LA-based game company called uh, Blizzard Entertainment uh, for Overwatch. Overwatch is a hugely popular, uh, massively multiplayer online game where uh, it's an online shooter game. Uh, but unlike most shooter games, which typically feature white male characters in uh, who are military combat scenarios, uh, the Overwatch game features a diverse cast of uh, probably about half women and different ethnicity characters. Uh, there was a panel talking about how uh, the Overwatch creators have a strike team where if anyone says anything nasty to somebody within the game, uh, which is a a hot topic (laughs) over the past couple of years, then the strike team will go in and give them a warning, or if it's really bad, they will kind of ban the ban the person or put a block on that person for a time. So, uh, And they did a study where they showed that actually going in and having these interventions within the game um, definitely decreased uh, negative behavior. And then they also didn't want to just punish people. They said that's actually reward good behavior in the game. So in the game, after a fight or a battle, uh, people... Or other allies, who are in the game with you, can give you a a, a score uh, saying that you were a basically a good team player. And if you get enough of the enough of these points with the score, then uh, you will randomly get uh, surprise goodies that will help with your with your combat, either good armor or better ammunition or a new gun or something or a new laser or something like that. So it was very interesting to see that uh, this. This you know, very large, popular game, Overwatch, has a very dedicated strike force team. That's what it's called, to actually reward good behavior and game behavior so people are good to each other and uh, and, and kind of, you know, give a ding or, or say, hey, we're watching you improve if someone had negative behavior. So uh, so that actually was very uh, encouraging and, and, and great to see. And the session itself was packed, so it wasn't like there were 10 people in the room. Uh-huh. Like everyone's very interested in this, in this topic, so... Uh, so it's so like a lot really of like cool.
1: multiple multiple trends happening at once so so there is a, uh, a an effort and a conscious on the culture right now to to move away from just violent shoot 'em up games but to have some overlays that speak to more positive behaviors. That's
2: right, that's right. Yeah, having, having cooperative play instead of just, like, you know, killing and bossing everybody. <laughs> uh, <definitely, laughs>
1: Which, yeah, definitely, it's, definitely, it's because that's been of one of the, the biggest criticisms of gaming is this idea that it is just about that and that you're, you know, well, you're basically helping to create the culture in the U.S., you know, the violent culture, gun culture. So it's exciting to hear um the sort of move, the move in that direction. Um, and, and was are the attendees at a GDC, mostly programmers and developers? Or are you starting to see, you know, strategists and, and business executives and people who are trying to understand, you know, what this all means?
2: Yeah, it is mostly developers. It is the game developers convention. So developers do make up the majority of it. But there are, as you're saying, there are more business industry people who are starting to attend uh to to kind of help help figure this out um, and to and to weigh in. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's exciting to see the um this this conference uh grow. Related to gaming, there was actually an event that happened in Los Angeles uh just last week, over the weekend, which was called the uh the GLAAD awards. This is an awards uh for Uh, recognizing outstanding achievement in LGBT content from movies, film, uh, TV series. uh, And there was actually a gaming category that was just added, thanks to a friend of mine, Darian, who worked with them on that. Uh, And actually, for the first time ever, recognized a video game uh, for its positive portrayal of LGBT uh, content. There was a game called Elder Scrolls Online Somerset, which won, because in the game, um, you actually talk to a person who, uh, has a friend who, uh, turns out is transgender and has a transgender-related storyline. So, uh, just the fact that that was even in the game, uh, even though you're not playing it, even though that was in it, uh, was, was, uh, was noteworthy because that's, uh, unusual, uh, and different and kind of cutting edge for a game. So, uh, so that was interesting to see too. So that was a, yeah, just kind of continuing with this trend of inclusion and having multiple voices represented in content is, uh, is, again, part of it.
1: So it's not a it's not something that you just check off a box, but it sort of has to be an overlay everywhere because you can sort of smell it if it's not real.
2: Right, right. That's totally correct.
1: That's 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 so crazy. And what are some of the other shows that you've been to?
2: So, yeah, there's another show that happened in Los Angeles uh, last week, which is called the Virtual Medicine Show. Uh, This is a a conference mostly for physicians who are in virtual medicine. And what that kind of means is everything from telemedicine uh, to VR and AR, VR being virtual reality and AR is augmented reality. So this conference happened at Cedars-Sinai. It's put on by a physician uh, Brennan who works there and, uh, he basically invited, uh, several doctors who are using AR or VR, uh, in studies or in, uh, trials, uh, in their actual practice to measure the impact. So that was, uh, completely different because I went from, you know, a bunch of game developers in San Francisco to a bunch of doctors at Cedar Sinai. Uh, also doing some mm-hmm. digital things. Uh, so some of the examples of virtual medicine, um, are, for, for, for example, one uh, is that uh, physicians can now use a VR tool. They can put on these VR goggles and do a virtual patient consult. So as they're training, uh, they might do this consult. And what you do is you put on these goggles, and in VR, you are suddenly in a hospital room, and there is a, a virtual patient room. Uh, on the bed and, and uh, a virtual nurse, and you're given a menu and what you can do, and you can select things and say what. what do you, the menu says what do you want to do, and you can ask the patient for their history. You can ask the patient where where it hurts. Uh, you, then you can actually do tests or ask the nurse to help you do a test, like draw blood. And when you say draw blood, then. The nurse will actually draw blood, or you can draw blood or or do various tests. Uh, If you tell the patient, you know, say, ah, because you want to do a a mouth inspection with a light, the patient, the virtual patient will say, ah, and then you'll see a light appear and then look inside the patient's mouth. So it actually is a kind of a cool training tool to get people to feel what it's, Get physicians to feel what it's like to actually do a consult uh, before they actually do it, practice for the first time. So that that huh. that was definitely that was cool.
1: Is is so in, a, in a, a a virtual medicine situation like that? Who is managing the tech? Are they bringing in like entertainment folks who understand this tech, or are they partnering with tech companies that are specifically focused on medical? Because to me, it seems like doctors are—you know—it's like they have to keep up on just medicine. So, how are they also focused on on technology?
2: Yeah, uh, in the demo area, they had several VR health companies with their software and their their VR program. So, it's basically a physician. If, if a hospital is interested in this, they will contact one of these VR companies and have them bring their tech in and it's the VR companies that will bring in the goggles that they're the ones who are making these, uh, making these programs. It's an interesting application because in, in LA we're so used to, you know, VR for entertainment, that's create a movie experience where you, you know, do things that wave to the movie or you, you shoot zombies or something. Uh, but it's interesting to see how the health field is looking at VR as a kind of an education teaching tool. Um, So I did this virtual doctor thing. It was so cool just to like see the patient and then actually start to Ask things of the patient. There's, a, there's another one where you can actually start to do uh, virtual operations on the patient. And huh. so it's kind of like the, uh, the Operation Wacky Doctor game, uh, but in virtual, <laughs> where uh, you can actually start to make incisions in a virtual patient uh, with directions and little videos on what you should be doing, where you should be cutting, and what you should be taking out, and what you, be, you should be leaving in. So, uh, so that, that actually was also very cool too. So kind of a VR, you know, play doctor game. Uh, on a virtual digital patient to help train, so that was that was cool. There are also some other VR applications too. One is a uh, VR uh, application for uh, pregnant women. Um, mm. There's uh, there's basically uh, a VR. Program for woman to put on these VR goggles and relax while a doctor might be moving things around on the pregnant woman's belly. And typically there's a lot of pain associated with some of these uh, movements that doctors might do if something's wrong with the baby and they have to might, rotate the baby in the stomach. And it's typically painful, but what they find is they put VR goggles on the woman and have her play some sort of relaxing game or a soothing, show a soothing beach scene in VR. Uh, and she actually did not notice the pain as much. And so they do, they've do they done studies where they asked women with the VR goggles and this, this procedure and without the VR goggles and this procedure what their pain index was, and women who were in the VR experience reported less pain just because they were distracted from it because there was something else to do. Um, mm-hmm. So that was certainly interesting. And, and kind of a one key point is uh, for VR and health, the point is actually not just to distract the patient but to engage them in a new way, so they are not actually focused on, you know, the fact that something crazy is happening to them. <laughs> so, uh, so that's right, also great right, right.
1: Too. God, that's so crazy. All right, we have to take one more break or two more breaks, Kevin. But we'll we'll be back. And uh, uh, it's just amazing to me how this technology is, is spreading um, across all these different verticals. We're going to be back with Kevin Winston, who who just you know n- knows more than anybody I know about everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on the Tech Head Show in a moment.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: Visit us at story techcom dot com. That's story techcom dot com.
2: On the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more.
3: Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at (laughs) techcat.tv.
1: Hi everybody, and we're back with Mr. Redshirt. That's Kevin Winston, the CEO and founder of Digital LA. And Kevin has this unique role in the world of attending many conferences in the media, tech, and content space, along the business and B two C side of things, and just sees all sorts of interesting cultural and uh, technology and storytelling trends. Um, so, Kevin, what what's kind of surprised you? in the last six months, because you do go to so many things.
2: Yeah, what was surprising is uh, how pervasive the inclusion and diversity is across multiple conferences and industries. So as I was mentioning from uh, from whether it was you know, panels on inclusion or diversity at South by Southwest or at GDC um, or at WonderCon uh, this past weekend, uh, it, it was just kind of inc- very encouraging uh, to see inclusion and diversity pop up uh, so many so many times across so many different conferences and in different industries whether it's games or film or or pop culture, uh, it's definitely something which everyone is very attuned to and uh, wants to show that you know they're doing a good job and show how they do a good job doing that and, and everyone wants to help each other out, be more um, inclusive. So that's definitely one of the things. Uh, cross-platform storytelling is also very strong, too, across all of these things. So it's not just having a, a game, but also having a game and maybe create some uh, YouTube content with some of the game characters that relate to the game, that Go along with that. Um, it's not just having you know the, the Game of Thrones TV show, but having this immersive experience that people can get into and, and experience beyond just the show. So you're it, with, with all of these examples, you're, you're telling a story with your brand, uh, your characters, or the world that you've created across platform. Uh, so whether it's a, a live experience, a TV show, a film, a, a Instagram story. Uh, these are all examples of, of that. So uh, another fun thing that happened was uh, I, I moderated a panel at WonderCon this past weekend with my friend Jordan of Comic Blitz. Uh, the panel was on streaming and streaming content. Yeah. Uh, basically, every, everything. What's that? I I
1: said yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so everything from uh, from streaming on Netflix to to Disney Plus to Hulu. To live streaming, which is definitely becoming huge, to esports and Twitch gaming uh, streaming. So, at the panel, I asked everybody in the audience how many how many subscription services you subscribe to, whether it's a Netflix or a Hulu for film, whether it's or or YouTube originals, whether it's music, whether it's Spotify or something else music related, or whether it's gaming like Twitch or uh, or some of the streaming services through your Xbox. Uh, or others. So, uh, so, so, I, actually, I'll, I'll pose this question again for the uh, for the audience listening in. How many, how many streaming services do you currently uh, use and pay a monthly subscription to? And you directly, not your, you know, not someone in your family's password that you use to log into Netflix or or borrowing your roommate's, you know, account to get over. How many do you actually pay for? Uh, hold oh that number. God. So, I, the, I mean, the I. I that we ca- had,
1: yeah. I get how, many, it. How, I get how about
2: you, Lori? How many, how many did you pay for?
1: Say, so, oh, how many am I paying for? Yeah. It, yeah. I. I mean, so many because I. I want to. You know, I want to see everything. So I think I've almost. I, I mean, I'd have to really think about it, but I have. You know, I also I have a big cable subscription, but then I also do all the micro payments so I can see the other stuff. Um, you know, the additional right. pieces of content. I mean, it must be five or six at this point in addition to. Yeah you know, a time one or subscription.
2: Right. So yeah, that that actually was the, the ballpark average. Most people had four to six uh, subscription services in the audience that were typically two or three uh, movie or TV things like Netflix or Hulu. There usually was a music thing. And then there was like one other, like a gaming or a, a Twitch service. So that's it's, So we, we actually, you know, talked about how in the future perhaps someone will create a bundle where you have a bundle of services like cable, but it will be an online version of a bundle instead of having to pay for each one of these individually. Someone can just right. mix them all together and then maybe give you a lower rate. So it's kind of an interesting conversation we had about, you know, what it, what, are, what does it mean to be living in a streaming world where we're getting so much of our, our stuff uh, through through streaming? And then with Disney Plus coming out with its uh, Streaming service in the fall—that's highly anticipated—and uh, both Apple and Google looking into you know, acquiring more content and distributing more content for streaming. And then even at GDC, uh, Google announced a new platform called Stadia, which is their new gaming platform that's going to be coming out soon. Where instead of buying a console, like instead of buying a, a Xbox or a PlayStation, you just have an account and can stream the game live through your hmm. device without having to have like an actual physical console or a computer there because uh, you're playing the game that online was the streaming big, through the cloud.
1: Right, that was the the, the really big announcement was Google's uh, yeah. uh, service and what was everyone's reaction to it there?
2: Uh, everyone was very curious uh, about it. Um, a lot of people were like, this is great. I can play my game across all these platforms without having to worry about sitting at my console. Um, so people are very excited. Uh, people were kind of curious how, how actually it actually would really work because uh, they have a bunch of game developers there. So, uh, yeah, but in, in general, people were very uh, very curious and excited about, about this. And I think was probably the largest announcement at, at GDC.
1: Um, I And I, I loved what you were saying about the, uh, you know, the OTT solutions because, um, you know, there's a lot of chatter now about skinny bundles, which is kind of what you were talking about where you cobbled together sort of a, a bundle, but much smaller than the previous ones through cable. Um, and they could be a variety of different services because I think the the, cha- the challenge for me right now is I forget that I subscribe to something for a particular show, like I've been obsessed with um, better things on FX. So I had to uh-huh. go back and subscribe to FX Plus to get the first two seasons, which are no longer available, you know, in the regular on-demand uh, time, time Warner Spectrum package. Um, and so I had to pay yeah. that micropayment. And then once I was done with catching up, I don't need it anymore. So I would cancel them. Right. And so I play this game, but I forget, you know.
2: Yeah, it's hard to keep it all, keep keep track of all all of that. And then, you know, just doing all these additional subscription services adds up to it could easily be like 75 to 120 bucks for people's uh, online subscription services, which is fine. And it's actually about the amount of a cable bill. It just happens to be have shifted from the cable world to the online world. So, uh, yeah, it's. Good? Uh,
1: it's, it's crazy. I, I also think, um, uh, you know, the auth- auth- what they call auth- authentication, I can say this word, the process of which you, you know, subscribe to these is also so awkward um, because you're logging in sometimes to your cable account, but then you're logging in maybe to your Apple TV account or Netflix, whatever it is. It's very awkward and weird.
2: Yeah, it's kind of yeah. complicated right now. You have to remember all your passwords to all the various accounts and how you log it in, whether it was through your TV or whether it was through your phone or your laptop. It's a little bit confusing right now. So what will probably happen is some sort of uh, either packaging or consolidation effect just to make it easier for the end consumer, uh, because if it's easier for the end consumer, they're more likely to do it. That actually was the theme of the event I was at yesterday. Uh, Pepperdine Graziadio School had a 50th anniversary of its business school, uh Panel and conference yesterday, where Wozniak, uh, Steve Wozniak, who is co-founder of Apple, uh, talked about how when he was making the very first Apple computer, he wanted to make sure that everything was very easy to use from the user's point of view by having pretty icons uh, that are colorful instead of just having you know a string of text and backslashes and colons that developers use. Uh, because the theory was that you know the easier. It was for the average user to just pick up something and figure out how to use it. Uh, the more it will get adopted, and in fact, uh, someone on the panel said that there's this kind of an inflection point where something becomes uh, from a kind of a beta testing only early adopters use something to a mainstream thing when you have this this like heat to. Has something that can be very easy to use, and people will use it. So, for example, VR right now is not the most easy to use. <laughs> it takes a little bit of work to set it up. So, we're actually still in the early adopter stage for VR. It's not quite mainstream, um, despite the fact that there are more and more VR location-based entertainment things around. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, eventually we'll hopefully get there just if it's more easy to use.
1: Wow! And when you now also when you go to these shows, because you do go to so many. Um, are you um, noticing a different way that events are approaching themselves? I mean, is it still, you know, exhibition halls and panels? I know you mentioned the experiential piece at South By, but is there anything that you're noticing overall about how these gatherings are going down? You know, has anything changed in that world?
2: Uh, a lot of the conferences still uh, a bit there, are, you know, a lot, a lot of panels. Uh, it's a easy to navigate app. Um, a lot of them are getting better at uh, putting the hashtag on, on the materials, and then also having some sort of like photo op themselves with, like the logo of the conference uh, it's in like life size form as a cutout. You can take a picture with. Uh, so they actually are starting to borrow from the entertainment world and creating these photo ops themselves. So people will. Pictured you for know, people that they were at the at the conference, so that's happening. Um, a lot of them have the ability to network within the uh, the conference app. Although I don't know if a lot of people follow up on that. I'm sure they it depends on the conference and how technical are. So, um, but, but yeah, having some sort of like experiential thing or immersive thing as, as related to the event, uh, either officially or unofficially, definitely seems to be uh, the trend. Uh, for example, the, the Game of Thrones pop up was only in South by Southwest. Um, <laughs> the West yeah. one was only in South by Southwest. Uh the next the next opportunity will be for San Diego Comic Con, um happening in July in San Diego. There'll be a lot of uh a lot of cool hosted activations for that. That's kind of
1: thing. And and most shows like the so- South by and um and Comic Con you know, has a lot of regular people attending, fans attending. So so it's interesting that those tend to be more experiential than say the business conferences, which when you think about it, the business conferences should should get more experiential because we actually have to learn stuff
2: you know yeah that, that's true, uh, I think part of the reason is that the uh, the fans are more likely to share on social media. Uh, I know that for a lot of <laughs> a lot of folks some of them b b conferences are just not as social savvy they don't they're not on instagram they don't tweet as much um so uh um, but yeah, it would be good to start to do more stuff at the uh, B2B conferences, so that people can only see what it's like uh, and then get the ideas to approve more of them. Because it's definitely they're definitely fun and, and only increasing.
1: That's that's awesome. All right, we're going to take one more break before we come back and find out where you're going to be next. And you know, I'm so curious too. You know, do you look at your whole year, or is it more spontaneous than that? You know, and save, save the answer. <laughs> We're going to be back in a moment right, with, with, with Kevin Winston, who's really uh, so knowledgeable, a, a true thought leader um, in the content, media and tech space and giving us insights about what are some of the hot trends happening in 2019 from the last six months of events. We'll be back in a moment on the Tech Catch Show.
3: Voice America Business Network: The bottom line in business.
0: The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com.
3: real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at
1: TechCat.tv. All right, everybody, and we're back. We're wrapping up with the fabulous Kevin Winston, who is CEO and founder of Digital LA and the trend the trendmeister of all things. Um, so, Kevin, what do you have coming up? I mean, do you look at the whole year and sort of plan out your schedule, or is it more spontaneous than that?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, it's a little bit of both, actually. There's so many entertainment tech things going on both, uh, in Los Angeles, across the nation and internationally, uh, that I kind of like look at some of the large conferences, I mean, I'm definitely going to those. So San Diego Comic-Con is a big one. South by Southwest is a big one. Definitely go into those. Then there are other conferences uh, that I may or may not go to, depending on what's happening in the industry, uh, Southwest Conference or uh, other conferences. Uh, and then I'm always ready for something spontaneous that uh, I just found out about yesterday. through <laughs> A friend's Facebook post or someone invited me to something. So, uh, so yeah, so I basically have a couple of – I used to work at Sony Pictures and Fox Interactive, so I have a film analogy for this. I have a couple of conference poles probably well, the movie analogy for a temple summer blockbuster or a holiday movie. I have a couple of temple conferences that I go to, but then all throughout the year, um, there are other uh conferences and things that I go to too, uh, kind of depending on what uh what the topics are or what the speakers are or what's going on in this but right now, uh, something I'm not at is CinemaCon, which is going on right now in Las Vegas. It's a conference for exhibitors of movies uh, to find out what new movies are coming out from the movie studios. So that's happening. I went last year, and that was fun. This year, uh, Fox is not going, and Sony is not going, Fox, because it's been acquired by Disney. So I decided not to go because it, it might be a little, not as, not as many uh, things going on. But, um, but there's a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, the entertainment tech train does not stop. It keeps going. There's always something going on to bring people together who are rocking it. Uh, what's happening upcoming is this Saturday something called Yuri's Night. So it's actually... Oh, wait, say, say that spectator. again.
1: Say that again, it's Kevin. It's called
2: Yuri's Night. Uh, the Saturday, there's an event called Yuri's Night in Los Angeles. It's Y-U-R-I, Yuri's Night. It's part of a national m- night of a celebration of space, uh, Celebrate the first astronaut who went into space—a guy named Yuri. Uh, the actual date, April 12th, but the Los Angeles celebration is happening this Saturday. What you could do is actually dance underneath the Space Shuttle Endeavor at the California Science Center. So, uh, and you can dress up in costume. Last year, I was—I dressed up as a Jedi with a lightsaber and was dancing yeah. underneath the Space Shuttle Endeavor with uh, with some Wookies and. Uh, a, Uh, characters from uh, other sci-fi films, a couple of Star Trek characters. It's it's a lot of fun, so you should definitely check that out. I'll be there uh, as well, along with some astronauts who will be talking about what they do. So that's happening. Um, Also, Friday kicks off our uh, national... Robots Week event. Uh, April 6th or 11th is something called National Robots Week where all across the country um, there are various events and things happening related to robots that are organized by a national organization. So for my company, Digital LA, we are actually organizing a robots panel on Friday at a place called Toolbox LA in Chatsworth where we're having various Speakers uh, talk about what they're doing in robots and robotics. So we have some speakers from UBitech, which is a LA headquartered a robots company that's making a, that they have a stormtrooper robot where you can actually have a stormtrooper. It's like an eight-inch robot. You can tell your robot to the stormtrooper to go patrol your house and it'll kind of like walk around your house and patrol with the motion sensor. And if it sees something that it doesn't recognize or there's some motion detected, it will say stop freeze in the stormtrooper voice. So that's very cool. Uh, they have robots like that security robot they also have a, a, a unicorn robot where you can actually it's intended for uh, for girls uh to uh, to actually play with a unicorn uh and actually program the u- unicorn to do various things that's so so, cool. uh, so that's that's so, so i have some speakers talking about what they're doing in robots to get out fashion robots week so uh, that's happening um and then let's see what else is coming up. Uh, Coachella is coming up uh, the next couple of weeks. Not so tech-related. However, there are always some tech companies that are doing some promotions with uh, with uh, some of the concerts that are happening. So, for example, last year there was a, uh influencer app I called Crunch It that did a couple of activations with Neon Carnival, which is this big invite only celebrity studded, uh, carnival in the middle of the desert. So that's exciting. Uh, this year MoviePass is partnering with them to do, uh, do an activation. So that's, so that's fun. Um, and then, uh, then NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, uh, is also coming up next week as well, uh, with a bunch of, uh, uh entertainment and tech, uh, events and panels. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, and that's just April. So. <laughs> So, right, uh, right, right, right. So it um, uh, yeah, we're, there's all, there's we're, there's we're at
1: NAV, and I still i still might figure out a way to get you involved in NAV. So I'll be calling you, <laughs> but um, uh, if if you're not already booked, but do you um, do you plan out your own the events that you do, which are you know sort of uh, sort of down the funnel topics? Is that something that is more spontaneous because you're sort of bending and weaving to to trends that are happening in in this space in the world?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um so with Digital A we do events every week around digital entertainment and tech. Uh they're typically panels after work from like seven to nine PM where I invite three to five experts to talk about various topics. Uh so for example this past Monday we had a comedy content panel because it was April Fool's. So uh and that's kind of a comedy related uh, events. So uh, I had some speakers, including someone from the Laugh Factory, working on their digital platform, talking about how they are taking digital content uh, from their shows and putting it on YouTube, putting on on Instagram, Instagram stories, um, and other platforms So kind of go along, going along with the cross-storytelling uh, uh, theme. Uh, and then I had a speaker from uh, the creator of Blark and Son, which is a puppet comedy, uh, so that's now on Comedy Central. But when you first created the show, it was uh, an Instagram one-minute show, and then it just it expanded to the, and now a uh, you know eight to fifteen-minute plus uh, YouTube show on Comedy Central's channel. So, so yeah. So basically, um, I I'll put together a uh, an event uh, depending on what is uh, cool or people are talking about it. Or typically, what happens is at one of my events, people are like Kevin. You haven't done an event on X in a while. Why don't you do that? And so I can. Put together a panel and then promote it to the uh, hundred thousand people on Digital across our newsletter and our social media. So, uh, so yeah, it's fun to um, to both attend events and then create events to get people talking about things. Where uh, as a tie into other things that people are talking about, or if people are not talking about it. So, for example, some of our upcoming events are this robots panel on Friday, tying into. National Robots Week. Also, in two weeks, I'm putting together a cannabis tech and CBD health tech panel. Uh, Cannabis tech is huge now. uh, That's legal in the state of California. So uh, there are a lot of companies, uh, everybody from like, you know, Weed Maps to Ease uh, and other companies in the distribution and uh, discovery of uh, cannabis solutions. So uh, having a panel with some speakers uh, from some of these companies talking about that CBD health is also very um, interesting as well, uh, because CBD doesn't have any addictive effects, but it has some of the euphoric effects. Uh, it's been used to help with health uh, situations and just reduce tension. So, um, so I have some folks who will be speaking about that, too. So, uh, so yeah, whatever is interesting uh, and, uh, and fun and I can find some good speakers with good stories to share, then I'll put together a panel. So if there are any listeners who are doing some interesting things uh, in the uh, entertainment tech or general tech space, uh, definitely give a shout out. We'd love to know. What and
1: you're and um, where, tell and us LA. where we can find you. LA dot com
2: dot net. A uh, dot net because somebody in Sweden has the dot com. But uh, but yeah, to find out more about our digital la events, again we do events every week, mostly in the LA area and around large conferences uh, that are out of LA. Just go to digitalla.net dot net networking because that's kind of the point of our events is to get to meet other people and because. Uh, so, go to digitalaid.net and sign up for our newsletter, which comes out about once a week that has both our events and kind of a summary of the events that I've gone to. So, if you want to know more about GDC or South by Southwest or the comedy panel that we did on Monday or the virtual medicine conference that I attended, uh, definitely go to digitalaid.net uh, and go to the kind of like the blog section where we have uh, a wrap up of articles. Uh, covering these events and some of the trends at them. And you can also sign up for the newsletter. And if you're on social media, you can follow Digital LA at, at Digital LA on Instagram and Twitter. And we're on Snapchat too.
1: Awesome. Thank and you Facebook. so much, Kevin. It's been so great talking to you and, and hearing. And again, to reiterate these three bigger ideas that you said are really permeating the industry right now, and that's inclusion and diversity, cross-platform, and engagement. Um, and such a smart oh, okay. way to, to, to look at all these things that are happening.
2: And, yeah, and uh, it's you. cool to see these trends just being reflected uh, everywhere. Uh, so. at,
1: at everything. And check out digitalla.net, follow Kevin, and you will be able to keep up with all the major trends that are happening in the tech and content space and maybe even keep up with his energy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also check out the red shirt society if you follow kevin on facebook um he does tend to pose without a shirt on in a variety of fabulous locations um yeah, that, that's, and, on and, uh,
2: that's on the uh, that's on the, at kevin winston personal instagram hashtag society. Right. uh it's just become a thing <laughs>
1: yeah it's become a thing it's an awesome thing so thank you so much kevin thanks for taking some time to drop some insights
2: Awesome. Go ahead. See you later tonight at the Dreamscape VR event show. I will be that. there.
1: Dreamscape Immersive. I will see you there. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Have a great week, awesome and we'll talk next on the TechCat Show.